welcome back. We are your hosts, Ellie and Dulce, and today we are exploring different things you can try to truly start loving yourself. Perfect. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So I think this one's going to be a great episode for the time because we are starting a new year. We're mm -hmm. still in the first month. A lot of people are still doing their new year's resolution and we just did an episode about it yep so i think it's obviously hand in hand with loving yourself mm -hmm. and if you don't have a new year's resolution i think this would be a pretty great one to do actually yeah so because i think a lot of us don't see us as not loving ourselves until we start analyzing what it means to love yourself yes mm -hmm. we all love to say of course i love myself of course i respect myself but when you look at your actions and your day-to-day -day, mm -hmm. it's like not maybe you do but not to the full extent that you should right not in the unconditional way that you what am i trying to say I feel like it's not in the un unconditional way that we love others. Right. I feel like a lot of the times we put others in front of us mm -hmm. in many different ways. Right. And that translates to not truly loving yourself because I do think as human beings, we should be some sort of selfish. Mm -hmm. It's good sure. to be selfless. It's good to help others. But I think it's also healthy and super important to have a certain level of selfishness as well. For sure. I completely agree. And that's actually something, something, something that I had battled with for a long time. I felt like me doing things for myself seemed very selfish and I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. And so I struggled with that for a while up until I realized that it's okay to be selfish, that I need to be selfish. I deserve to be selfish because... I also deserve that same love and attention that I give to others. You know? Of course. And but I don't I don't know. After I realized that it's been life altering in a sense. Mm -hmm. You know? And I don't know, it's just taking a whole different approach and I don't feel as uncomfortable as I used to feel whenever I would just do things for myself. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand why it has such a bad connotation. I think that mostly had to do with, or at least for my, in my life, it was more so as being selfish and being greedy was very frowned upon. Like, you shouldn't be selfish, you shouldn't be greedy, you should be very giving and giving. That was just the norm in the people that I grew up around. Whenever I would do anything that was deemed as selfish or greedy, it was very like bad and yeah. knocked down right so that's usually where it started for me and then one and it would have been from like things that it was non-related to me doing 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 things for myself mm -hmm. it was usually things of or other or it could have been where i could have been sharing with others or i could have been things for others but during those circumstances this, it was usually circumstances where I could have been sharing and I could have helped out or any in that kind of sense. The only thing is that I carry that same context into every other thing that seems selfish or greedy. And I just think all of those things as just that. Even though there's a balance, you know, like of there's course. a balance between being... I think we should define a different word or find a different word mm -hmm. between... 
mm. that we don't have to call it selfish because it's not really selfish if you're putting yourself first. Right. Right. So you also do have to take care of yourself. But it was very hard for me to differentiate in what cases I do need to stick up for myself and I need to prioritize myself compared to the other times where it was okay to give. It was okay to help out. Mm -hmm. You know, so that was a journey in itself. For sure. Mm -hmm. And I like the word that you use, giving, because I don't understand why it seemed as like polar opposites. Either you're giving or you're selfish. Right. It's like you can be very giving, very, you know, down to earth, very helpful, very much there for others, but still self love and put yourself first right and also i mean you have to also be smart about it, it has to depend on what kind of situation mm -hmm. we have to be more analytical of things and realize what comes into what situation you know it's not like a yeah. one size fits all type thing for sure it's not like let's say when you're little and it's sharing a toy yes mm -hmm. you're giving you're sharing that doesn't apply for everything but like you said because it's been told since a very young age, you know, if you don't do this, if you don't do that, it's selfish and it's bad. You carry that on into every aspect of your life mm -hmm. without realizing it. Nada que ver uno con el otro. Right. Very different situations, very different things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like self-love is obviously that much more important when you're an adult and when you're older. Because that's when all the stresses come and life's downs, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, you just need to... Learn to prioritize your own feelings a lot of the times. Yes, for sure. And not just prioritize. I think, well, under prioritizing, I also believe that it falls under managing your own emotions as well. Because if you're prioritizing your feelings and you're only feeling your feelings mm -hmm. and you're kind of getting stuck in just the feeling aspect of it, rather than also finding a balance between feeling your emotion your emotions and like logically thinking of the situation i think there should be a balance because if you're on one side or the other then you know there's some clouded judgment on some aspect whether that be on the emotional aspect or the logical aspect right so you also don't want to neglect your feelings but you also don't want to override everything just purely on your emotions because i mean I personal experience that usually doesn't lead the best way <laughs> absolutely and that's actually something i've learned in therapy a lot because i'm one of those that lets myself be led by my emotions and i'm such a big emotional person mm -hmm. that what my therapist allowed me to start seeing that i do a lot is i allow my emotions to dictate my truth mm -hmm. and that's what my therapist tells me constantly like yes you feel this way but it is not your truth Mm -hmm. And it's okay to feel that way because a lot of times those emotions come from a place of something. Like, they're not just there for no reason, you know? Right. And a lot of times they go deeper than that. For sure. And you have to explore that. But you also have to realize that that's not your truth. And what I was talking about her recently was um, some of my PTSD that some things get triggered sometimes. And then, obviously, I get very emotional from those triggers and... You know, those feelings when you start feeling them so strong, especially when you're reliving something that your brain sees it as this danger. is your yeah danger. And this is what you're dealing with right now. Mm -hmm. It doesn't see it as, oh, that was the past. And this is how I felt in the past. I'm not in that situation anymore. Like those big, big emotions put you right back in that spot 
and it's you're relieving everything like emotionally mentally sometimes physically mm -hmm. it's crazy how like strong your or how powerful your emotions can be mm -hmm. and i think that's perfect where it should be half and half where mm -hmm. yes you are you have the right to feel all those emotions just don't let them override your truth which mm -hmm. is you're not in that spot that's what it used to be. And it's okay if you're feeling those emotions back, but tell yourself that's not where I'm at anymore. Right. Like, I'm sorry you went through that, but ya pasó, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's when healing can start coming in and you get over such emotions. And then the more you practice, I feel like the more you learn to manage them. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Because yeah. the emotions, I mean, we're human. They're never going to go away. The emotion is going to be there. But we can stop it from completely controlling our lives, basically. So going into how you show yourself love, like, what does that mean to you? Like, how do, what is the meaning of loving yourself for your, to you? For me, because of something very specific that I went through not too long ago, the way I see self-love in my head is self-respect. Mm -hmm. And not allowing myself to be put in certain situations where I wouldn't want a loved one to be in, mm -hmm. you know. And I allowed myself to do that a lot back then. And I'm going to speak on this aspect um, in a romantic way because I feel like I am very good at putting boundaries with literally everyone in my life like professionally I mean you know me I will never yeah. let a manager step over me like I don't care if you're a manager you got me fucked up if you're gonna talk to me a certain way you know mm -hmm. but like respectfully if they don't cross the line if they cross the respectful line so am I <laughs> I don't care if I get fired in the process like this mm -hmm. is we're human you're not above me yeah. you just get paid more than me and I come to you with problems but that doesn't like make you better than me you know what I mean yeah I get what you mean so so in that aspect like I've been really good honestly since I started working like I never let anyone step over me friends same thing like I know boundaries as far as like if I notice someone is only hitting me up but they need me I just won't answer like I, I've been yeah. that person where I cut people off and I'm like you literally only talk to me when you need something goodbye yeah so in that aspect like I feel like I'm really good about everyone I don't know why in the romantic Part of my life, I was just the worst. I had absolutely no boundaries. Or I would place boundaries, but I would not respect them enough. Or I wasn't respecting myself enough to uphold those boundaries. Gotcha. And every time they would get overstepped, every time they would get disrespected, every time they would get ignored, it was like I would make excuses for that person. Mm -hmm. You know? Or it was always... Uh, well, I mean, it is an excuse, but for me, it was always, oh, this person is only acting or reacting this way because of what they went through. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to help them get through it. <laughs> you know, I was I was that girl that was like, I can heal him. <laughs> girl, I can save him. I can save him. Bye. Girl, bye. Mm -hmm. You cannot save or help someone who doesn't want to be helped. Plain and simple. No matter who it is in any aspect of your life. But again, mine, romantically. So for me... Honestly, what it has come to is respect because I feel like that's the one place where I highly lacked. Mm -hmm. And again, when I was in the, in the moment, the situation, I never would say, I don't respect myself because even my therapist would tell me like, you need to learn how to respect yourself, respect your boundaries. And that would almost like 
underline make me mad because like how dare you say i don't respect myself of course i do uh -huh. but i never told her that because it would always make me feel like i sounded like a bitch <laughs> but you know internally i would like almost get heated yeah because it's like how dare you say i don't respect myself of course i do mm -hmm. i didn't want to make myself like the victim you know mm -hmm. but it wasn't until i was out of the relationship when i was like she was 100% right. I was not respecting myself and I was not loving myself. Because we always say those like hand in hand yeah. in therapy. So that's how I have connected them in my like more recent years, you know? Because I'm such an old soul, right? <laughs> in all my 27 years on earth. <laughs> Sometimes we talk like we're so old. I know. But yeah, no, for me, honestly, it's just about respecting myself. And I guess with that boundaries you know right and again more romantically because in every other way i feel like i'm really good about it mm -hmm. the one i have been learning about recently is taking yourself out on dates mm -hmm. but i can't see how that's like loving yourself like i can't the way i see it if i am not comfortable out eating by myself that doesn't mean i don't love myself that just means i'm not comfortable so mm -hmm. i don't align it with self-love you know what i mean yeah so that but that is something i'm wanting to get into so gotcha. maybe once i finally understand it mm -hmm. then i can see it as self-love yeah you know what i mean yeah because i am a firm believer that when you're in the situation you can't really see it because you're in it it's mm -hmm. once you kind of take yourself out of it gotcha i don't know if that makes sense that makes sense but it makes sense. That is one aspect of self-love that I would like to explore that I've seen a lot. That Taking yourself out of dates? Yeah. I've done that a handful of times. The last time I did that, I took myself to the Museum of Fine Arts. Because mm -hmm. uh, that's my... I don't know. I just love going to art museums in general. And every single time I go to the Museum of Fine Arts, I usually go in... I go with the purpose of seeing the same paintings every single time because <laughs> I just have certain favorite ones. Okay, <laughs> I'll go and look around everywhere, but I'm also excited to go see the same ones over and over again. Creature of habit, yes, creature <laughs> of habit. And it was the whole eating part. That part wasn't planned. It was just that oh, I got hungry, so I went to go get food, and I sat down to eat by myself. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was by myself eating and. But I didn't feel uncomfortable. To me, it's taking yourself out on dates. It's more like spending time with yourself. And it doesn't have to be going out to eat. Because usually whenever you take your, like, go out on dates, yeah, there's usually food involved. But particularly for me, whenever I like to go out on dates, I like to go and do other things. Something that's interactive, you know. So it could be, like, even if you're going to the museum like you can talk about the arts or what whatever that it is that you see or how you perceive it and other things that i would do is i'll go to the park and i'll go skate around and i'll do certain things like that mm -hmm. right but the food part is just like the cherry on top if you must yeah right so if it's not food it'll be coffee or it'll be boba you know a drink whatever mm -hmm. and it's just the aspect of spending time with yourself. Right. You know, so the one thing I do want to do, because my dream first date is to, or not necessarily a first date, but my dream date is to build a fort 
and play video games or like the, in your house yeah with pillows and covers yeah. <laughs> build a fort and either play video games or watch movies and order food that's what i would want to do sounds nice so i need to do that with myself i still need to plan a date with myself to do that isn't that funny you're the outdoor person like you love outdoors you love being outside and your dream day is indoors mm -hmm. i'm the indoor person city girl don't really like the outdoors my dream day is outside like, what's your dream date hot air balloon oh uh, with like a little picnic like yeah. basket and like mm -hmm. maybe wine or champagne yeah that's i don't know that's my dream date that's ironic though how we flipped <laughs> <laughs> i've always wanted to do that mm -hmm. so Anyway, <laughs> building forts just seems fun to me. I think that's the part that gets me because it's like the interactive part. We get to build a, a fort together, and it's fun. And you're bringing out your inner child. It's yeah. it's very intimate it for is. sure. Because I feel like, especially as adults, a, a man who's not secure within himself, within his masculinity, may not be comfortable doing that. Right, and maybe like mm, yeah, like, like it that's just kind of childish kind of thing. It's like that's the whole point right you're, you're supposed to be a kid again exactly i never understood why we grew up out of a lot of habits or mm -hmm. a lot of i don't know i guess excitements of life and we saw it as oh that's childish that's bad like yeah you can be a very responsible good adult but still have childish like i was gonna say fantasies but that's adventures yeah adventures you know like when did we stop having fun and when was having fun only for kids yes <laughs> and again not everyone a lot of people are still childish with their adventures um mm -hmm. or childlike not childish because yes. i feel like childish also has a very yeah, negative connotation, connotation. yeah mm -hmm. childlike yes adventures yeah i don't understand why that was ever deep as like Ugh, you know or like yeah. grow up yeah it's like why when when was adulthood supposed to be boring right and i feel like that's why a lot of people also hate their lives for sure because like they want to do stuff but they're like no that's childish right i've actually heard people do that they want to do something they're like no but it's childish and it's like mm -hmm. but if you want to do it and it's fun then do it yeah yeah but i'm gonna be honest so i was one of those people for a while really where i just whenever i was a kid i just wanted to be grown up and i wanted to be an adult and everybody just seemed so serious so then i became serious because that was just what was the expectation of being an adult but once I got more comfortable with myself and I started learning my own boundaries and learning what it is that I truly wanted, not what other people expected me to do. Mm -hmm. Once I was able to find that out, I've been able to be more playful in general. Like I'm not, not to say I'm childish, but I'm childlike. That mm -hmm. part of me comes out a lot more now. Right. Because in general, like the way that I am i feel like i am very childlike whenever it comes to like friendships or relationships and i feel like that was drained out of me for a while and so like that's all i just want to do like whenever any of the series i'll be serious right mm -hmm. but if i don't have to i'll be very childlike so i don't know that's funny because now I'm, i don't know why you connected in my head right now that what if that has to do with well, everything's connected to your childhood, but mm -hmm. I was seeing it right now as something connected to your childhood because you were the baby. Mm -hmm. So at a certain point, you saw everyone kind of turn into this adult, getting more serious. As with me, I was an only child, and especially when everything happened, like with you and I mean, with your parents, and y'all kind of 
were never around for mm-hmm. well, y'all weren't around for a while right the only people i had around me were adults mm-hmm. so it's like i never want to be like this like it's so boring everything's always so serious everything is gossip i just want to play yeah so i feel like i always stayed fucking goofy yeah you know what i mean uh-huh. i don't know why that connection just random as hell but that connection just kind of <laughs> connected in my head right now that's interesting i mean and they do uh-huh, sorry not go for it i guess there's a point as to why they say certain like you know older older siblings have like certain characteristics to them and then middle kids and mm-hmm. then the babies and then only kids because we grew up a certain way so in a we grew up seeing the world very differently right yeah because i whenever the whole thing happened with my parents i was six years old and all of my sisters were either preteens or they were already teenagers already mm-hmm. and like they since they were all older than me um anywhere between four to eight years there's a huge age gap between us Every, like everybody was just very serious afterwards and i feel like we all all four of us me and my sisters had to grow up faster than we would have wanted to so then they snapped out of their childlike behavior and once i saw them doing that well i felt like i wanted to be a part of that because i just didn't want to be left out like i remember they all had their periods and i was like i want to get my period i want to get my period (laughs) girl did you regret that right away (laughs) i did (laughs) i when i first got my period i got excited and then once the cramps started coming i was like Take it back. Take it back. This is what I was praying for. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want it no more. I think we all experienced that. That was crazy. Like, we saw a few girls around us getting it, and then we just wanted it so bad. Mm-hmm. That's how it was for me, but with classmates. Mm-hmm. Like, my classmates, maybe half of them got them before me. And as I was hearing them talk about it, the same thing. Like, I just wanted to get it so bad. And then I got it, and I was like, ew. Take it yeah. away. No, no. After I kind of lost lost the sense of being childlike, that's where I usually that's when I started getting the those comments of people thinking that I'm older than I actually am or me being very quiet or the one I used to get is you're very mature for your age. <laughs> and that used to make me feel good, but now that I like think about it now, it's like I was mature for my age because I had to be. <laughs> Not because I wanted to be. The trauma. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, I'm not saying that I'm immature for my age. I can be immature, but mostly because I like to have fun and I want to be childlike whenever I don't need to be mm-hmm. serious. So when I can be mature, but I have a, I feel like I have a balance between being mature and immature now. You know, it's not just like one way or the other. One way or, or another. another. <laughs> I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna <laughs> get you, get you, get you, get you one way. Maybe <laughs> next year. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta sing the songs, man. <laughs> no, I definitely understand. Like, I don't know if you've seen those um, posts where they're kind of memes, you know, when people are making fun of themselves and it's the same thing where, oh, you're so mature for your age. Thank you. It's all the trauma. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I do think a lot of childhood trauma does force a lot of people to grow up way faster than they had to. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you got to think about it. When trauma hits, your brain literally rewires Yeah, chemically. 
So that obviously affects the way you see the world, the way you think, the way you process things. And in my opinion, going through trauma just forces you to see the world in that such childlike because you see the ugly. Right. You're not protected in this good, amazing homie bubble. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Not to say people that went through dra- through trauma weren't in a good home, not at all, but you just see things way different because mm-hmm. the trauma. Right. You know? Also, one of the other things is that since all of my sisters were older, whenever everything happened between my parents, they were the ones that behaved in a certain way that demanded more attention from my mom. And because seeing her stress out or struggle with having to take care of four girls and having to handle all the situations that my sisters were getting into i felt like i needed to grow up i needed to step up so that she wouldn't have to go through that with me you know Mm -hmm. save her from that stress right basically and i think that's where my childlike kind of that my like the light or my childlike side kind of dimmed in a way to survive. That way I wouldn't add even more stress onto my mom, right. in a sense. So now that I'm not in that same situation anymore and I come to realize that, I know that I it's okay for me to be childlike. It's okay for me to have fun. It's okay for me to go out and explore. It's okay for me to go out and have adventures of my own mm-hmm. like it's okay <laughs> for <laughs> sure so and it wasn't okay for me to do that back then but it is okay for me to do that now mm-hmm. and so it's like I feel like I get to be six years old all over again and I get to redo that part of my life all over again for sure as a 24 year old which I think it's kind of better because you have a little bit more freedom <laughs> I agree <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not complaining. Now you get to have the real fun. Yeah. So I mean, mixed with the stress, obviously, Mm -hmm. but you get to do more of what you want, not so much of just what you have. Right. You You have a little bit more liberty in what you choose to do. Right. Because even if it's not around, you can go and get it. Right. If means are there, because I know life sucks right now. (laughs) For sure. And everything seems so out of reach. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's a really good way of learning to self-love stop caring so much about what people think and allow yourself to be you Mm -hmm. because a lot of people in my opinion dim themselves down whether it be their childlike um personality if it's a bubbly personality if it's a goofy personality if it's a loud personality i feel like a lot of people really just bring themselves down Mm -hmm dim themselves down because they don't want to be perceived a certain way because they don't want people to think of them a certain way Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day it's like who gives a fuck what people think bro like are they paying your bills are they putting food on your on your table is they fucking you at the end of the night no so who the fuck cares (laughs) sorry that was a little (laughs) vulgar i know but honestly like there are most of the time we value these people's opinions so much But at the end of the day, they do nothing for us. Mm -hmm. Like, absolutely nothing. And I say that with so much emphasis because I do think those people that do bring value into your life, like, let's say, a mentor 
or your employer or a best friend, a brother, sister, whoever it is that you value in your life and brings value to you, I do think their opinion matters. And I do think you should take it into consideration, not necessarily do what they want, but take it into consideration. Right. That one, I get. But when it's irrelevant as people, especially the, I mean, me and Ellie love to talk shit about it, but social media, mm -hmm. in the day and age that we live in, we care so much about what strangers think. And a lot of times it's people we've never even met in real life. Like, let's be real. All these people that follow us, that we're friends with, whatever social media you use, you're like, oh, but what are they going to think? And it's like, you've never even seen them in real life. Why do you even care? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I struggled with that, especially when I was in high school, because, you know, you're a teenager. I feel like the older you get, the more fucks you give, honestly. Yeah. But in high school, I think it was a struggle for me. Like, you posted what people wanted to see. It was like people-pleasing online. Yeah. You know? Like, you post what people want to see. You almost, like, adopt this persona that you think will be good for the internet. You know? Mm -hmm. And again, it's for a lot of people that you don't even fucking know. Right. I mean, at least for my case. Like, I have a lot of people on my social media that I've never met in real life. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say probably half and half. Like, half I know, half I don't. Still, that's a lot. Like, put all those people in a room, divide them in half. That's a lot of people I don't know yeah. whose opinion I'm valuing. And not only that, but changing myself and my true self for them. To appease them. Right. Yeah. And... Just going back really quick to what you were saying earlier, how you didn't uh, struggle very much setting your boundaries when it came to like work settings. It mostly happened in like relationships. Mm -hmm. To me, I feel like it happened all around. It didn't matter what kind of relationship it was, whether it was a romantic, platonic, work relationship. Like I just had no boundaries for myself at all. I to me, I it took me forever to realize that boundaries existed kind of thing like what i can speak up for myself yeah sorry i just wanted to connect that i feel like that's a lot of was something that a lot of latinas struggle with because anytime you spoke up for yourself you got a backhand to the face because that was back talking and disrespectful mm -hmm. so we grew up with this thought in the back of our minds that speaking up for ourselves is questioning that person and it's just like like it's bad yeah yeah, sorry, I just wanted to tie that in because, you know, we love to talk about our culture mm -hmm. and we love to talk about us Latinas. And I just think that's something that we struggle a lot with because it's something that is deemed so bad. Right. Since we were little. Mm -hmm. and yeah, cause the amount of times my mom would slap me in the face for saying something, for speaking up for myself. Luckily, that never stopped me. <laughs> I would continue to speak up for myself no matter what setting it was, except relationship. But anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> You're good. So it was just that I didn't know what boundaries were, that they even existed. And so I didn't realize that you have to set boundaries for yourself in every single relationship that you hold. And so because I never set any boundaries for myself, it was kind of like I was just flowing through everything. And I was just allowing whatever and anything to happen, basically. And that wasn't exactly healthy on my end. And not to put blame on all the other people that basically did all those wrong things because I'm also holding myself accountable. I know that that was my 
thing to do. Like I was the one that I, it was my responsibility to put down those boundaries and stand up for myself. Right. And so I'm not exactly blaming them, but at the same time, kind of am. Because, <laughs> no, I mean, sure. it, that's, there are certain things you just don't do to people, you mm-hmm. know. But even though I didn't set my boundaries up with all those people in my past, I also don't regret it either because I've learned from it. I know what boundaries that I need to set for myself and those are the boundaries that I set for myself now. And it was a quite a huge learning process, but at the end of the day, I still learned from it and I grew from it, you know, and I'm able to set the boundaries now, which is the most important part because had I gone through all that and I still wasn't putting my boundaries down, then girl, what the fuck did I just go through all that for? Right. You know? So, and a lot of the times what you go through is good because then, how do you know, it's, it should be a boundary. Right. Sometimes it's something new you're experiencing and then you realize, okay, this is not what I want for me, my life, anything. Right. Never letting it happen again. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then it also didn't help that I didn't exactly see other people around me setting boundaries with other people. So I didn't even know what that looked like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, again, so, like, I didn't know it existed. And you didn't even know how to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? And, I mean, like, the only part would be that I could possibly remember in terms of, like, setting boundaries. Not necessarily setting boundaries, but I remember if whenever I would be bullied, like, I would be told, like, don't let them see you cry because then they're just going to do it more, Right. And so then for like a while, I like did that, but like it just didn't stop. And it didn't stop until the very moment that I kind of just had so much pent up in me where I kind of just like exploded on that person that would just bully me. And once I did that, it was like, it stopped completely. I mean, that's the way that I started learning how to set boundaries. Obviously not in the greatest way because exploding on someone isn't the greatest thing to do. Right. You know, but nonetheless, like it helped in that moment, you know. So I also don't regret that it happened that way. But I've also learned from that part and I've learned how to manage that end as well. That way it doesn't come to that part and I set my boundaries before any of that happens kind Mm -hmm. of thing, you know. But so I... All in all, to basically just agree with you that whenever, so to me, loving myself would be, again, to respect myself, particularly setting my boundaries and upholding my boundaries. And that's the way that I would show myself love, Mm -hmm. to basically stick up for myself whenever I need to stick up for myself. And one of the things that I've always struggled with is that... I never had any issues sticking up for other people. It's always issues sticking up for myself. So like my, my mom, my sisters, my dad, like you, anybody, like anybody who I love, I have no problem jumping in and getting in a fight if I need to kind of thing. But (laughs) if it comes to me, I'm like, I'm just gonna (laughs) call it a little corner kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's not okay. Like I need to defend myself the way that I would defend everybody else that I love. Right. So the only reason I wasn't doing that for myself was because I didn't love myself the way that I loved other people. So that's something that I needed to work on for myself. So if you haven't got it 
very important loving yourself boundaries yes boundaries. <laughs> respect your boundaries and that's how you respect yourself and just that's how you love yourself yeah and just like you said just the way you would stick up for somebody else stick up for yourself because i hear that from a lot of people yeah i jump in as soon as i can as soon as like someone disrespects someone i love like i'm right there mm -hmm. but they don't do the same for themselves yeah so you can't let yourself go like that either right and i also think it's irritating when people say it's selfish to speak up for yourself or when they try to make an excuse for that person you're sticking up from like they that's just how they are don't take it personal mm -hmm. like if you feel disrespected if you feel some type of way that other person needs to understand and if they can't understand then they probably shouldn't even be in your life because mm -hmm. i've heard that a lot too like don't take it to the heart that's just how they are bro you're being straight up disrespectful and at that point you're just tolerating the person you're not accepting them you're tolerating them and you don't want somebody in your life that you have to tolerate the people in your life are the people that you should accept in your life Mm -hmm. I say this too often, <laughs> but again, what helped me stick up for myself and set my boundaries the same way that I do for other people is to see myself in third person. And Here like, we go with the Ellie crazies. <laughs> I know, like, if it helps, like, I would say y'all should give it a try. I mean, if it helps, it helps. If it doesn't, then you know it doesn't help. So then you already know that doesn't work. So then you don't got to do it again. You know, you just cross it off your list <laughs> but i would say like to give it a chance to try it out for yourself to see if that helps you because i know that i am very giving in the sense of to others and people that i love and because i struggle to i struggle with self-love because i just see it as me like i can't see myself beyond it's hard for me to see myself beyond just that I have to see myself like in another person. A little while earlier today, we were talking about how it's almost like in the movie Stranger Things, where Doctor Strange, like Astral, Doctor Project, Strange, Doctor Strange. What did I say? Stranger Things. Oh, Doctor <laughs> Strange. Sorry. <laughs> and Doctor Strange, how Doctor Strange comes out of his body and astral projects, and basically he can see himself. Mm -hmm. That's literally how I mean it, kind of thing. That's how I picture it in my head basically mm -hmm. like mentally you're in a you're another person for right. the moment yeah and it helps yeah because i think that goes really hand in hand with what i said a little bit earlier where when you're in the moment you can't think clearly mm -hmm. you have to take yourself out of the situation mentally because a lot of times you can't do it physically right. mentally you just have to tell yourself okay for a second i'm not here if i wasn't here what would i do or if the person I love the most, like let's say my mom, my mm -hmm. sister, was in this situation, what kind of advice would I give them? Mm -hmm. And give yourself that same advice, but actually follow it. Right. I feel like that they go very hand in hand. For sure. Just like, I feel like I say this all the time, también. It's all a spider web. <laughs> they yeah. all just intertwine and make one whole. <laughs> right. You do one, you do the other. And it just mm -hmm. kind of goes, you know? And because I know self-love can be very difficult for someone who doesn't know how to practice it or put it in place but you baby steps just like with anything and once you get really good at one thing the other one's just gonna come naturally right after that right one thing i would say though is that another way that you could also show yourself some love is i know people will tell you like oh pamper yourself do like a spa day kind of thing and that's 
I think that's a great thing, but it all what also matters is like the perspective of it. Because you could do it as a way of like, yeah, I'm gonna do a spa day for myself and that's perfect. And I think that's great for like people who would wanna do that. The way that I do it for myself specifically, because the whole spa day thing just doesn't do it for me. I just think spa day, I'm like, eh, kind of thing. Cause I'm not one to go to like nail salons or massage parlors and that kind of thing like that just doesn't. People touching me, ew. <laughs> Sorry, that just ain't for me. Yeah. You know, I, I'm more of a do-it-yourself kind of girly, you know? Like I'll do my own nails, I'll do my own lashes. Don't get me wrong, I love having my nails done and I love getting massages just by people I know, you know? not by some stranger no anyways again so like the whole spa day kind of thing just doesn't do it for me but i also love doing that kind of thing as well or where i like treat myself to getting my nails done and doing my hair and stuff like that so then i think about it in the sense of if i had a if i had a kid if i had a little girl what would i do for her right how would i do it for her and then i would do it for myself or if my mom was doing something for me how would she do it for me and then i i'll do that for myself so see if i have like some muscle cramps like my way so bad you know like la pierna or el pie lo que sea con pomada y like i'll do, give myself a massage if i'm trying to get my nails done like i'll do my nails and i'll make it pretty like if i'm doing it my nails for like my daughter or whatever like i'll do her nails all pretty so then i'll do it just like I would imagine like how I would do it for her, I do it for myself. Same thing if I'm doing my hair for like my niece or like a daughter or whatever. Or Your niece mom. don't have nails? <laughs> my niece don't have nails? My niece? Your niece? <laughs> Fucking head. I'm sorry, I had to. That was a really lame one. Well, it was good until you had to question it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love me some dad jokes. <laughs> Sorry, because so yeah. I was really thinking of like my niece has nails. Like, yeah, my niece has nails. <laughs> my niece is normal. Not my niece. <laughs> Not my niece. But anyways. Sorry. <laughs> I have to throw them in there when I when they click here, they gotta come out. <laughs> <laughs> so doing that sort of thing, or like let's say I have cramps, then I would want to take care of my daughter or my mom would want to do it for me like oh i usually have this bag going arroz in it so then i'll just stick it in the microwave for like three minutes and then that'll be like the heating pad right and then i'll get i'll make something that way i can drink it and i'll get un aceite y like my soul right and it's again like i'm thinking about it like someone doing that for me or i'm doing that for somebody else mm -hmm. and again because i have to see myself as like a third person because that's what helps me you know that's how i would have to do it for myself mm -hmm. and i would encourage other people to do that for themselves so it's like that perspective of your mom doing it for you or you doing it for a daughter so if basically that doesn't work for you then do it this body like whatever works for you right so it would basically be learning your love language basically and then doing it for yourself mm -hmm. do you hear the way i said doing it that sounded weird doing it for yourself i feel like i made that word very long but anyway yes learning <laughs> your love language because i actually just learned this not too long ago within the year like in 2023 from you 
that there's different love languages. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, there's different love languages. There is acts of services. So that's things that you do for that person. That, okay, so here's the other thing. There's a difference between your love language in how you like to give and your love language and how you like to receive. And those can either be the same or they can be completely different. Right. Right. So the way that you receive love might be different from the way that you like to give love. Mm -hmm. So there's acts of service. So that that's things that you like to do for other people. There's words of affirmation. So like saying nice things or giving compliments. There's gift giving, so like you buy them gifts. There's quality time, so you spend time with that person. And physical touch, that's mm -hmm. the last one. Of course, that's the last one I remember because that's the one I don't like. <laughs> that's the one that I like the least anyway. Really? Even from a partner? Mm -hmm. That's like the my last one. I'm not saying that I don't, like, I don't like to receive it, but that's just the last one on my list. All the other ones come first to me. Nice. Well, not nice, but... I mean, not not nice, but hmm. or at least whenever you <laughs> <laughs> um, I would just retrieve my whole comment. <laughs> I mean, I had done like this little quiz thing that like ranks it for you, and yeah, physical Ooh, touch. I should do that. Mm -hmm. Everybody has all five lo love languages. It's basically how they rank for you, right? So like how important it is, and mm -hmm. how they make you feel. Because one may make you feel great, the other one's kind of like eh right like i don't mind it like mm -hmm. with your physical touch it, it's not that you hate it but it's yeah. kind of like doesn't do much for you right yeah so like my top one was quality time so i would much rather you spend and that doesn't just that doesn't mean like spend an entire day with me like that means if you can only spend an hour with me spend an <coughs> hour with me but make that hour count like do something with me for that hour don't just take me out to dinner but be on your phone the entire time that shit done just that don't count me, you know <laughs> yeah like actually spend time with me kind mm -hmm. of thing and the amount of time or the duration of the time of how long we're together that doesn't really matter it's what you're doing with that time so mine was my top one was quality time and my last one was physical touch my second one was words of affirmation words of affirmation and acts of services actually ranked on the same one so like they like either or could go mm -hmm. whichever one so it was quality time words of affirmation or acts of services then gift giving and then physical touch but i mean also that could also change with time maybe something changes in your life so the ranks will change i also think it changes with the person I truly do feel like different people bring different sides out of you. Oh, and that's sure. in like every aspect. Like maybe you have one boss and you're super like, I don't know, reserved and very just down to business. Then they quit. You get another boss and you're like a friend to them. You know, mm -hmm. it's just different people bring different sides out of you because not everyone is compatible with everyone. For sure. So it also depends. I also don't think it's a one size fits all. I think it depends on who it's with, what kind of relationship it is all of that for sure because yeah. i don't think everyone is this exact same with everyone mm -hmm. you know that doesn't mean you're fake it doesn't mean like you change with different people it's just different people bring different sides out of you yeah and every person has a different vibe so that automatic like you would think it would bring a different vibe out of you right yeah but i think what you said you know like the spa taking care of yourself i would categorize that as under a bigger umbrella which i wrote down for 
another thing that I think is good for learning self-love or practicing self-love, which is just generally just taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. So it would be taking care of yourself physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. Obviously on this podcast, we love, love, love to talk about mental health. Right. Um, but physical health is just as important. And just like you said, that goes along with pampering yourself because mm -hmm. it does make you feel good in whatever way that may look like you you like to do it yourself or someone you know you know others mm -hmm. like to go to the actual spa whatever that looks like for you but just pamper yourself and take care of yourself right mentally that if that means you know start learning how to meditate or start mm -hmm. journaling start letter writing and burning them mm -hmm. like there's so many different things Therapy is like my number one because it's what's helped me the most and I have the best therapist ever mm -hmm. But I know it's not for everyone, right? But that doesn't mean you can't learn how to work on yourself on your own We've also talked about how we are in such an era where everything is at your fingertips Like you can just do anything with the click of a button Not even a button no more. Just click the screen and it's yeah. there, you know? Like, there's a lot of information out there. It may take more time and more work if you do it on your own because you got to discover yourself in so many different ways. And if you don't have a professional to help you, it may slow down the process, but it's doable, mm -hmm. you know? And so taking care of yourself is a form of self-love, mm -hmm. you know? I see a lot of people that have really low self-esteem and don't take care of themselves mentally or physically and it just really translates to no self-love you know right. and the way i've seen it is very sad because it goes both men and female but i've seen a lot of females like who don't take care of themselves and that translates to their relationships because they allow a lot of people to step all over them because they don't have that self-esteem they don't have that self-love they don't think they're worth it And so there was someone that makes them feel like shit, that treats them like shit because they're like, well, this is what I deserve or I don't deserve better or I can't get better. Mm -hmm. Like, this is all I'm going to get. You know, like this, this is the only person that's going to love me. Right. It's like, no, it's just you're not loving yourself. Mm -hmm. And if I do believe that if you don't love yourself, no one's really going to love you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like other people are only capable of loving you the way that you love yourself. Right. Or you're only capable of receiving the love that you're capable of giving yourself. Because mm -hmm. we also did talk about self-sabotaging. We did a whole episode on it. If you haven't heard it, I recommend you go listen to it. Yes. But I do think that's another way that you may be able to self-sabotage. Like, if you don't love yourself, you don't think you're worth it, someone comes along and truly does love you and wants to, you know, help you rise up and wants to help you learn how to love yourself, You're going to think you're not worth it and you're going to fuck up that relationship. No matter if it's like a friend, colleague, relation, uh, romantic, it doesn't matter. But then you'll self-sabotage because you don't think you're worth it. Right. Because you don't have that self-love, self-respect. So I do think that goes a lot with taking care of yourself again. And I also think that goes with... Because whenever we think about taking care of yourself physically, we always, at least for me, I always assume like working out. Mm -hmm. And it's not always that. Like right. you don't have to be a gym rat to take care of yourself physically. It may just look like you go out on a walk type twice a week. Mm -hmm. You eat healthier foods. You cut out maybe just a little of your sugar intake. Not the person that talked, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Because it has been proven that some foods do bring you down. Mm -hmm. And when you don't take care of yourself and the things that you put in your body, 
like you're also bringing yourself down and i do think it has a psychological effect because mm -hmm. especially now a lot of things are processed and you just have to be smart about what you intake you know mm -hmm. and if you do eat a lot of junk because i do i eat a lot of sugars a lot of processed foods a lot of fast food at least take care of yourself in the sense of going out for walks like mm -hmm. kind of evening it evening it out mm -hmm. you know what i mean finding a balance right mm -hmm. and so i do think that's another important way of showing self-love you got to take care of yourself mm -hmm. because if you love yourself you wouldn't let yourself go right you know take a shower take a bath because i know a really strong sign of depression is when people stop like showering mm -hmm. when people stop taking baths when people don't brush their teeth like you just let go of your hygiene right and um it's because you're not in that self-loving phase, like you're in a depressive mode. And mm -hmm. so I, you know, hand in hand, love yourself, take care of yourself mentally, physically, and well, hy hygienic wise would fall under physical, right. but, you know, just in every aspect, take care of yourself, mm -hmm. take care of your body. If your body is telling you something, if something doesn't feel right, it's for a reason. Right. Go get it checked out or change some habits to get to that better place. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. And then also thinking about how in general you would show love to somebody else. And I'm talking about this one in a romantic sense. So usually if in a romantic setting, you would want to be cuddled, right? Mm -hmm. Like if that's the kind of person that you are or just that kind of affection. <laughs> Hug yourself. Hug yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that this part sounds kind of lonely, okay? Because I do this too. But, I mean, a life hack, it, get a weighted blanket, okay? But if you don't have a weighted blanket, pillows will do. <laughs> That's why I have like seven of them on my bed. But if you want to, that feeling of being cuddled, because sometimes I do like having that feeling of being cuddled. Like if I'm not cuddling my dog or she's not sleeping with me, then I would want to. I want to be the small spoon sometimes, okay? And I don't have somebody to be a small spoon to. So I'll get my weighted blanket and I'll like put it right behind my back. And then I'll bring one of the corners up here. So mm -hmm. like if it's hugging me <laughs> and that's me being cold and it helps me go to sleep. Right. And so sometimes you just want that cuddling feeling. And especially like in a romantic sense, because... You don't cuddle your friends like that. Yeah, you don't cuddle <laughs> your friends like that. And if you're cuddling your friends like that, then you should question whether they're your friends or not. <laughs> what are the intentions? Yeah. I mean, we're human. We're biologically not meant to be alone. Mm -hmm. We crave human interaction. Yeah. This can go beyond just like cuddling. It can be like other things that you would show affection to your partner. I don't know. I can't think of anything else further than that. What else do you do with Maybe your like if you surprise them with a nice dinner, make yourself that nice dinner. Yeah. Like don't stop yourself from doing certain things because, oh, I don't have a partner. Right. And I guess that goes really hand in hand with the take yourself out on dates. Like you don't need a romantic partner. You don't need necessarily a friend. And I know a lot of people struggle with this. And like I said, I myself am one of those people. We're not all super comfortable with being out by ourselves, especially when it's like dinner, a movie, almost really anything like that. Right. But practice makes perfect. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people think they won't be comfortable with it without even trying. Mm -hmm. They just think they're going to look like losers. Right. You know, and again, you're worried about what strangers are thinking of you. Those people in that restaurant, you probably will never, ever see in your life again. And 
more i mean more than likely they're not even paying attention to you or notice you so. yeah and if they do who cares you know that one they're probably not even going to say anything so it's mm -hmm. like again you're more than likely never going to see them again and i also think it goes with loving yourself be kind to yourself mm -hmm. don't always be super critical and be like oh my god what are people going to think oh i'm such a loser oh i'm going out by myself be kind to yourself like mm -hmm. you're out eating dinner watching a movie and again practice makes perfect maybe the first time you feel very very awkward but the second time you feel a little less awkward mm -hmm. and with that maybe you also find your routine maybe there's a certain restaurant that you feel more comfortable eating alone mm -hmm. maybe it's a certain movie theater you like going maybe it's a certain park like you know you gotta find something that works for you because again everything is a different vibe you gotta right. find something that fits within you i think one of the greatest points where you can where anybody can start is defining what loving yourself means because once you define it it'll be easier to do because if you're just doing it without any actual guidance mm -hmm. in that sense of like you don't know what love means to you then it'll be you can still find it i'm not saying it's impossible but it'll be a lot harder to do it For sure. so i think defining what self-love means to you then once you get that ball rolling then it's easier to figure out how it is that you want to show yourself love and sure. start doing the things that means that means to you that you love yourself right and we're just giving opinions and different tactics that you can use you don't have to use all of them in order for you to love yourself you can just use one or you can use half of one because only half applies to you. Right. Or invent your other, your own way, something that we haven't talked about. Right. Because whenever you Google, you know, ways you can love yourself, there's actually list upon list upon list. So we could sit here all day talking about it. So we pulled obviously what works best for us, what works personally for us and what we've experienced in our personal lives because it's what we can speak on. But there's so many other things you can do. Mm -hmm. We just love to give you guys maybe some thoughts. And if you hearing from our experience helps you out, then that's great. But yeah, there's so many more things that you can do. You just, again, the resources are out there. Just, right. you gotta do your part. You gotta do the work. You gotta mm -hmm. look it up and watch some videos, whatever works, whatever helps you, do it. Right. What has helped me, I don't know if maybe, I guess it goes kind of with self-love because it's more of like growth. And obviously the more you grow, the more you learn, the mm -hmm. more you know how to love yourself. For me, a lot of times what works is watching movies mm -hmm. because they help put a whole new perspective. And one studio that really clicks with me is Pixar yeah they make such good movies that put a totally new perspective in my eyes a lot of the times they make me cry all the time <laughs> all the time like i think the newest or the most recent i saw that made me cry and i was like wow was soul mm -hmm. that one was just so good apart from soul also like inside out mm -hmm. and they do help me a lot with personal growth because right. again they help me see everything in a different perspective exactly and it all has to do at least for me it clicks with like my mental health you mm -hmm. know where it's like oh yeah i'm too focused on this let me like look at this this way right so if hey movies and tv shows help you if you're using them in a moderate way and if you're not using them as an escape because i do also do that and when i use them like that they're not in the healthiest way 
but if you do use them to help you I feel like that can also be a, a sense of self-love because you're helping yourself grow right you know what I mean mm -hmm. I think growth is also a really important one for sure I completely agree like I just said the more educated you are on certain things the more you can help yourself so read a book watch a movie talk to someone get a new perspective listen to a podcast preferably soul sisters yes this one's the best one <laughs> follow us if you haven't already like if you haven't already and subscribe if you haven't already yeah. <laughs> but yeah no there's so many different things you can do and i actually saw this quote that i would like to share it felt very powerful it said you are allowed to be both a masterpiece and a work in progress mm-hmm and I loved it because a lot of the times we tell ourselves we're not good enough, we're not there yet. And just the last point I wanted to bring up was something I don't really think a lot of people see as self-love, but it's letting go of the past, mm. especially when it's a hurtful and resentful past. We, well, I've sprinkled a little here and there in other episodes where I talk about the things that I went through with my dad kind of emotionally you know I, I had a lot of anger towards him a lot of resentment for a lot of years because I always felt like he doesn't deserve my forgiveness it felt like forgiving him was saying what you did is okay and a lot of people think that way why would I forgive you when you did me wrong mm -hmm. forgiveness is not for the other person because let's take me for example my dad lives in Mexico he has another family is his life any different if I'm angry towards him? No. Mm -hmm. Is my life is his life any different if I forgive him? No. Most of the time, that person you're forgiving, nada que ver contigo. Unless it's someone like you're really close to. But honestly, even if you're really close to them, that anger doesn't really change their life. All that anger and resentment that a lot of people hold affects no one but the person holding it. Mm -hmm. And I believe that one of the hardest things to do in self-growth and mental health is forgiveness mm -hmm. and that looks so different for so many different people like it can come in forgiving yourself forgiving others forgiving the past like there's so many different ways forgiveness looks like for everyone but ultimately I really think it's a form of self-love to let go of whatever it is that you're holding on to in the past because, again, it's not affecting anybody but yourself. You're not allowing yourself to be the fully happy person you're meant to be because, you know, it's the same for a reason. You give what you, you put out with, what is it? You get what you put out. Yeah. Something along, along those lines. There's something else I'm thinking. It's basically, like, lo que tienes adentro es lo que sacas. Mm -hmm. So, like, si tienes pura felicidad y amor adentro de ti, es lo que vas a sacar. Si, eres, si tienes pura negatividad, puro rencor, es lo que vas a sacar. Mm -hmm. So, not only are you affecting yourself, but you're affecting those around you who truly do love you and did nothing to you. You know, they didn't wrong you. But because you have all this resentment, all this hate, all this sadness, it's what you're putting out, and a lot of times you could lash out at, you know to those people around you for no reason for not for no reason but nothing that they did to you mm -hmm. it's to do with somebody else and you're affecting your relationships with them ultimately you're gonna affect you because those relationships are important you know right. and so i really do think it's super important to let go of the past as a form of self-love 
you know, allowing yourself to tell yourself it's okay, let go, you know? Right. Because, again, when you're in the moment, you don't see it that way. I live through it whenever people, especially my mom would tell me, like, you got to let go of this hate to your dad. It's like, no, why? Like, this is towards him. Like, I was throwing invisible venom at him. Mm -hmm. But, again, that venom isn't reaching him. His life is no different. I do think karma has gotten him. Yeah. But that's a whole different story. You know, like, that was, that's karma on its own. That's not me doing anything. And not only that, but... I think this is a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people, but you putting out all that hate, even though they did something wrong to you, that is going to turn around and hit you back in some way or another, because ultimately you're putting bad, bad vibes into the universe. And that's your karma. Exactly. So not only did you allow them to basically have you in a chokehold, you know, like with all those emotions and feelings, but you're allowing them to get to you so badly that you're putting bad stuff out there and that bad stuff is going to come back to you. Unfortunately, it is how it is. Mm -hmm. I don't think in that instance it should be that way. Like karma should give you a pass because like they did do you wrong, but it doesn't work that way. Right. I don't think karma cares about what you went through. They just care about what you do right. and what you put out. Mm -hmm. And you could have, unfortunately, like the saddest, most horrifying past but if you continue to put bad, you're going to continue to get all that bad. If right. you decide to say, okay, this is what happened to me, but I'm no longer allowing it to dictate my life. I'm letting it go and I'm being happy. You're going to start receiving all that positivity back. Right. You know, like the universe, God, they're going to reward you. I think that part of letting go, especially whenever it's towards, whenever it's towards someone or forgiving someone who did you wrong, seeing it in because once you realize that people only hurt you because they themselves are hurting or because they've hurt in the past it can it can usually indicate exactly how they were hurt so like if they abandoned you in some sort of way you can automatically tell either they themselves were abandoned at some point or they felt abandoned at some point point. Mm -hmm. and so they're reflecting whatever hurt that they felt onto other people once you realize that and you realize that it had nothing to even do with you. Mm -hmm. It's all about themselves. Like it, even though it's towards you, it has nothing to do with you. And you kind of learn to not take it as personally as you used to. And at the same time, you almost feel pity for them because they went through all that and they're still stuck in that same cycle of whatever it is. So if they, if it was abandonment and they haven't changed their ways, you're still going through that same cycle of abandonment mm -hmm. and so it's like or at least that's how it's helped me you know seeing the people who have hurt me in the past and realizing that all the things that they did to me or all the things that they said to me it was because they felt that way they went through that and i'm simply just a reflection of them so it's like they see me they see themselves in some shape or form in me so it's like they're not even attacking me they're attacking themselves they're having a whole discussion with themselves they're mm -hmm. fighting themselves it has i'm just the 3d form of whatever they're fighting you know but mm -hmm. it's really just themselves mm -hmm. and once you see it that way it's just like well you it feels like it can't even get to you and you're seeing it for what it is and it's truly just a battle with themselves yeah and it's a battle that they can never win 
you know so especially because uh, a lot of those people don't even want to get better mm -hmm. because they don't even see it as a problem right you know they see the the people that did them wrong as the problem rather than themselves mm -hmm. and it's even sadder because whatever they are that way because you see and you realize that they're never going to get out of it or at least you don't see them getting out of it now right you now and it's just like you know. And don't be part of the problem because, mm -hmm. again, they're hurting you because someone hurt them. And Because I've heard of a lot of people then, obviously, repeating the cycle, then they're going to hurt someone because they're hurt. Mm -hmm. Whether it's intentional or unintentional. Because, I, like I just said, you're latching, la lashing? you're lashing out at people around you who didn't do anything to you. Mm -hmm. And you're affecting those relationships. But because you're hurt, you're hurting them. And you're just creating this toxic cycle that is just going to keep going like why not break that chain and not let it continue getting worse and worse mm -hmm. you know like with me i mean it was spot on what you said my mom would actually tell me this often but again when i was in when all i saw was anger and resentment that's all i would see i just it was literally like my vision was red i wouldn't mm -hmm. see nothing past that but she would always tell me that she was never condoning it. Obviously, like, imagine how much it hurt her. Like, that was her baby. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine if I have a baby with someone and they leave. Because she <laughs> he didn't just leave me. He left both of us. Right. And not only that, but she was the adult. Like, can you imagine having a baby with someone and they just completely abandon you and now you're left to do everything, on, like, on your own? Can't even imagine that. Like, yeah. So she was also hurt. But she would always tell me he did that because he was abandoned as a baby. Not in the same way you were. Like, he had his parents, mom and dad, but he was the youngest out of 11. Like, imagine how tired his mom was. And she would hear stories, I believe, from, like, the older brothers and sisters that his mom struggled with postpartum depression, like, severely that i believe once she had him she actually almost died physically because i mean imagine 11 kids and then back then mm -hmm. healthcare wasn't what it is now right and then on top of that you're dealing with postpartum depression you're dealing with having to take care of fucking 11 kids like i'm already dying with one mm -hmm. can't imagine 11 11 and you know back then i mean i can't speak on my grandpa i don't know how he was but he could be one of those that didn't help with anything like he saw it as i go out and make money that's all i need to do mm -hmm. maybe it was that maybe she needs to do everything in the house in the home like i can't even imagine how much pressure that must have been right right so even though she was physically there they say that he was basically raised by his oldest brothers and sisters. Like mm -hmm. he never had his mom because she dealt with postpartum depression se like severely for mm -hmm. years after he was born. And I'm sure with the brothers and sisters right before him too, but he was the worst because he was the last. So right. he got like the dead end of the stick mm -hmm. from his mom. And again, I don't really know about his dad. So maybe his dad wasn't even there. So maybe, you know, abandoned from both parents. And I guess that must be worse because they're actually there, but they're not there. Mm -hmm. At least for me, it's like, you're not even here. So I can't even like hold you accountable because right. you're not even here. With them, it's like, you're here. Like, why won't you do anything, you know? Mm -hmm. And again, when my mom would tell me that in the moment, I'd be like, that's not an excuse. Like, fuck that. You're an adult. You can choose to do different. And you can. And that's what we're telling you guys. Choose to do different. Break those cycles because you truly 
severely hurt people around you. And a lot of times I do think it's un unintentional. I think the, like in my particular case, I don't think that was intentional. Like he made a sound decision to leave. Mm -hmm. But I see it in other ways, like maybe you're always lashing out at your kids. Maybe you're always lashing out at your parents, at, you know, whoever it may be, and you're hurting them. Right. And you're not realizing that you're doing it from past hurt. Like that's not truly who you are. So that's why I think it's really important to just let it go because sure. it really does ruin your life. It does. And the whole point of loving yourself is so you can be your best, highest self. Mm -hmm. To live literally the best life you can. You can't live your best life with a whole bunch of hate. Right. And anger. Mm -hmm. It's literally the opposite. Like you're That's your worst life. Yes. You're literally rotting from the inside out. Mm -hmm. Okay, we talked about this too. Then you start getting physically sick because mm -hmm. it ruins you. And then yeah. doctors can't find nothing. And then there's nothing for you to do yeah. at that point. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to bring that up. The last one just let go of the past i did also want to share another quote that i saw it says you carry so much love in your heart give some of it to yourself that's pretty that's beautiful i loved it because obviously we're talking about self-love mm -hmm. and a lot of people do have a lot of love to give they love their parents unconditionally their kids their siblings their cousins their friends their job so many things to love why not add yourself to that and make yourself one of the top ones mm -hmm. a lot of times we forget and again i do think it's because it has this bad connotation of you're just being selfish like no you're not you've got to also take care of yourself self-love includes taking care of yourself like we said and it's a very famous saying that your kids are not okay if you're not okay mm -hmm. but that doesn't just apply with kids like everyone Everything. around you yeah. yeah and not just people but like things like aspects of your life like your work life romantic life your friend like it doesn't have to be just people it's just different aspects of your life right none of it will be okay if you're not okay again mm -hmm. what lo que tienes adentro es lo que sacas mm -hmm. and so you want to be your best self your highest self your happiest self so you can give that to others and in doing so then you become giving you put all that positive energy out there you want to help people you want to be there for people because you put yourself first and that's what i mean by you don't have to be one or the other you don't have to be giving or selfish like you can be both right you just got to learn how to do it well and navigate through it mm -hmm. i mean because there's no cheat cheat sheet i can never say that <laughs> there's no cheat sheet for anything in life and you're continuously gonna have to grow and better yourself it's not okay i mastered it i'm good yeah like life is always gonna come out with some bullshit <laughs> that you're gonna like, have to do this okay now you gotta do this yeah it's like whenever you're at whenever you're at a, at a job and they say they see that you're doing it perfectly well I'm like oh great job this is your reward more work <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> yeah it's always gonna have to you're always gonna have to do more. And even if life doesn't give it to you, us as humans, we always strive to do more. So if life's not putting it on us, we're putting it on ourselves, whether it's like a new project or mm -hmm. you wanna start a new career, or you wanna start a family, like so many different things and all of those things come with new challenges. So you're never gonna stop working on yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you already have that blueprint, it's so much easier. For sure. Because even if it's completely different, you know, like first it started with just my mental health, but now it's 
to do with like motherhood mm -hmm. well because you already have the tools you can transfer into different aspects of your life right as opposed to starting from ground zero on everything mm -hmm. then i feel like that's when it feels like everything's just falling apart yeah you know what i mean you just learn to work on work on it but yeah love yourself yes. <laughs> very important very important thing to learn in this lifetime i'm gonna get a little religious right now so we're all creatures of god if we love ourselves we love god mm -hmm. if we love god we love ourselves because god created all things perfect mm -hmm. and i think that's all we have to say about it mm -hmm. that's a good note to end it yeah at the end of the day i would say just be a good person yes to yourself most importantly yes find out what works for you what self-love means to you mm -hmm. and put those practices into work mm -hmm. define it and then take it from there Mm -hmm. And with all that being said, muchas gracias por haber estado aquí con nosotros en este episodio. And make sure you follow us on all social so you stay up to date with the latest news and announcements. And you can find us everywhere at the Soul Sisters Lounge. And we'll see y'all back here next week. Bye! Bye.